0: All right, what we have here is a little bit of bonus content for you all. One of the ways I prepare for our episodes is to jump on a call with my producer, Santiago, and we just kind of hash out some of the issues that are adjacent to what we'll be discussing. I find these discussions invaluable, not only in preparing to create the content, but just in the overall sense of getting a grasp of some of the, the broader concepts, but also the finer points, and I thought maybe the audience would also benefit from these discussions. So, in this instance, we're preparing for our interview with Professor James Naylor, which will air later this month. That episode is going to be about the history of electoral politics, leftist electoral politics, you know, circa nineteen nineteen and beyond. I don't want to give too much away there, but I thought we hit the record button here for this session when we got into the idea of leftist coalitions and the urban-rural vote divide. Take a listen in. Let us know what you think. Okay, but yeah, like talking about... Because we talk about coalitions all the time. You have to, like, figure out what that would look like. And, you know, choosing to not run in certain ridings... It's kind of like, to me, it feels the same as the way that way the NDP just doesn't spend resources in certain writings because they're lost causes. And then you're not speaking to everyone. And like, you got to get your message to reach as many corners as
1: possible. No, kind of, but no, <laughs> because it, it, it's, it's almost like I would argue that it's a very um, it's an unrealistic goal that the idea that everybody is going to line up behind any one thing.
0: Okay, hold on. we we got to bring people up to speed because we've been sitting here talking about this. And that's why we hit the record button, because we're going to disagree on something. And we're looking at the United Farmers of Ontario and the Labour Coalition. I'm using scare quotes because we don't really know if it was a coalition. We're going to find out later when we talk to James Naylor. But it right now we're exploring this idea that, you know, the United Farmers of Ontario, clearly representing farmers, a demographic, a ran candidates in only certain ridings, ridings that they would win, ridings where they represented farmers. And labor took everything else, the urban centers, whatever it was referred to back in 1919. You know what I mean? So they they divided their resources and uh, they won the election. So now Santiago and I are exploring this idea of making that choice of only representing a certain... T- group of people and you know this urban rural divide still exists so this is this is an important discussion right how do you then successfully appeal to how do you socialize farmers again how do you make farmers socialists again right is this the way I,
1: i think what it comes down to here is the idea of like unity versus coalitions. I don't know if unity is the right word there, but it's one thing to have like a centralized approach of like the, these, like, and it's kind of like, I, 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 it touches on like, I guess the myth of Canadian democracy is the way I would put it. You know, this idea that like, okay, at all of these MPs represent, each MP represents the interests of the majority, kind of not really, of the people in their writing, and then they will represent those interests in the house and vote accordingly. And they don't. And, and they don't. We whip votes. Uh, it, it's it's far more centralized than that. Of of smaller and smaller. And that's the problem with with kind of that approach of, I guess, representative democracy in a way as a whole is this idea that it's representative at all. It's not right? Because it's always a smaller and smaller group of people and it gets funneled. And it's and, and at that point, it's almost like, you know, like presidents. And I mean, it, it kind of goes against for, for people. I mean, <laughs> funny, because we just did, you know, like the national episode for like people who are like patriotic. About, it goes against the very foundation of what uh, this constitutional, uh, is that? No, what's the word? Of, of our democracy, like the, what's the word? Parliamentary. Parliamentary democracy—it—it it goes against the idea of a parliamentary democracy. We don't have a parliamentary democracy. We just larp as we as if well, we had one. I, <laughs> like,
0: I mean, no one's going to argue that all the parties fail to represent someone, and like the NDP is failing to represent farmers. Right? They're losing that rural vote, even though historically there's been precedent set for organizing there and having socialist values reign supreme there at the polls. But I don't know, when I typed that out, you know, that question to James Naylor, it didn't feel right to, to to describe a party as only representing a certain demographic. Because perhaps that's okay just from a legislative point of view, like getting seats in a space where you can ensure Farmer-friendly, rural-friendly policies get passed, right? Because those things just get lost in the big parties, right? They're really urban-centric, most of them, and the discussions turn around mostly urban issues. But if it's also, if you look at it from a socialist working-class perspective, though, that's a bit of a division of the working class, no? Especially in, like if you did a Canadian politics, you'd be leaving out a huge swath of people and explicitly kind of saying this is only for them. That would be difficult.
1: I guess, though, in a way, that is what I'm saying <laughs> <You know? laughs> Like, I guess the, but, a little but, bit like but, and, and that's the thing is <laughs> I, I actually like I, I would then argue against the working class term as as being enough in all situations always. It's no, not. I agree. Like I it, 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 it's useful in terms of like it. I, I think it's useful at the highest level, which is like the very fundamental elements of our society being like this conflict between the, the the ruling class and the working class, and and that distinction there is helpful. But when you bring it into like the smaller things, and you bring it into like a parliamentary democracy, and you, uh, it, 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 there there are, there are different interests. People are. Different people have different needs and different lifestyles and things, and 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 I think it's okay, you know. Like I think it's okay that like like some people are urban, some people are rural. Like my goal is not for everybody to be urban, you know.
0: No, but our goal is for everyone to be like progressive in their politics. You yes, know? like
1: but that's the thing is that I think I think that's what's important. Is the progressivism. I think you can be progressive on both. But progressivism, socialism, w- whichever flavor, it's, it's also not a, a one thing. You know, there isn't a, like, whatever, like, even if you say, like, democratic socialism, something like that, right? There isn't one Crone. democratic socialism. There's no one anarcho syndicalism or, or whatever, you know, like, whichever yeah, one right. you, you pick, there are still going to be, like, if, if we lived in a democratically socialist society or anarcho-syndicalist or a, a communist or libertarian, whichever flavor, you know, within that, there would still be conflict from different people having different ideas and needs, and they could still be just as validly socialist, but there's still different needs that need different advocating. And like socialism is more about like that, that, like more macro level structure of like the relationship between the uh, like workers and ownership, right? That's really like what socialism is. But once you get that, there's still a difference between the needs of farmers and city people. There's still that difference. And I still think that they deserve different representation or not different, proper representation. I I, I think that they deserve somebody who understands their unique needs and will advocate for it. And I hope that it is within the socialist framework. But even if it's not, I, I, I still think that they deserve, in a way... To argue against it, they'd be wrong and hopefully we could do something. And and that brings up whole conversations about just how you structure these things without being authoritarian. See,
0: well, it's about structure because I'm thinking like if you had a well-structured political party, one that like we've kind of discussed as a utopic idea, you know, that elections weren't the be-all, end-all, right? That isn't the big W. It's the education that needs to be done across the Canadian political spectrum, right? To bring people on our side and that work, you know, if it's so centered on just winning the election and not ingraining that messaging you, on a united front to a degree, because I'm curious as we look at the labor and the UFO and why in the end it didn't work, um, why that didn't work. So if you're choosing to represent those, but still have shared ideals, right? Like <laughs> if you're going to, you know, we wouldn't say out oh, to the cons, like the, the NDP wouldn't say to the cons, okay, I, you know, we wouldn't cross boundaries. Like that has to be some sort of political alignment for you to give up a riding to another party. But then how do they work together? Are they working together? And if they're not, then that wasn't really a success. Mm-hmm. But if anybody knew how uh, political parties... Get candidates for all of these writings, I think your argument is bolstered, Santiago. Because, um, right now, you know, we talked about paper candidates before, that's what happens a lot of the time in this rush to claim you represent everybody, but you don't, right? You don't, all of them mostly represent capital interests for the most part. But, but that aside, you know, it's just it's almost like a clout thing, like you need to have a candidate in every riding to be taken seriously as a party. So how, how receptive would Canadian folks be that are engaged in politics? How receptive would they be to a party that was just like a women's party?
1: Or I, I just thought of something horrible. Oh, no. Well, just like the success of the Bloc Québécois almost speaks to it a little bit, right? Eek. I mean, they reckon, like. I mean, that's the bad example. I didn't of, expect
0: like, to open that can of worms.
1: <laughs> but like, I mean, it's kind it's of what really it is, stuff. though, right? Like, yeah, no. Um, they represent the francophone.
0: That's what I meant when I typed that out, and it was like a party. I was trying to describe what we were talking about. It was a party that would only represent a certain demographic, and we're talking rural urban. So that's lucky because it's a geographic divide, and we do cut up our our country into geographic areas to vote in, right? So that is more plausible than my suggestion of a women's party. And it, it's why you can have the Bloc Quebecois because it does represent like a, a region that we, we've actually axed out borders on. So it, it's far more doable. And so often we explore that question on like why the NDP the working class party or, you know, even the Greens struggle to a degree in rural settings. <clears throat>
1: uh, but yeah. I mean, that's where I would also almost bring up the example of Latin America in the Like I'll bring up Colombia, right? Like in Latin America, the left does exceptionally well in rural areas, but it's not applicable to all of Latin America. But in Colombia, we have coalitions, right? Like the Pacto Histórico, which is the current ruling party, it's not a party, it's a coalition of, like, all of them. I mean, there really is not individual... I mean, there is individual parties, but they build coalitions, and those coalitions run. You don't run under any one party's banner, you run under a coalition banner. And, yeah, no, those coalitions, like, represent different segments, because it's also, like, even... And I mean, it's a little bit less applicable to somewhere like Ontario, which is, while it is a wonderfully diverse place, it's actually, I mean, you're not separated by big mountain ranges, so it's not like completely different. But in Colombia, like the needs of rural uh, people, not just farmers, but rural people on the Pacific coast versus the Atlantic coast or on one side of one mountain range or the side of the other mountain range. I mean, the conditions are completely different. We have like entirely different ecosystems, you know, and so it's not going to be as universal um, there. I mean, it's a little more here, but my point is like I think that like those needs are different, and and but th- that doesn't mean conflict. I think that's, no. that's where-
0: that's the whole myth of the working class in general right like most when i say like urban and rural issues so many times you can actually it would be hard to other than things that are agriculturally based really draw a line between urban and
1: rural issues like i think i think the idea is to understand i mean this is me being almost idealist though like if you look at a society right like a country i mean We just did a nationalism episode so we can talk about how like even the concept of the state is a problem, but we have states. So let's look at states and say, okay, this is a it's an ecosystem in a way like an economy is an ecosystem. It's built up of all of these different parts working together. Right. Like you you need agriculture to be able to feed people. You need like the energy and, and, and different people in different places provide different things right and if the leadership is if within like the parliament where like people are supposed to be making these decisions there's not the right people who understand how each of those individual things work how can we properly figure out how to make the whole thing work right that's what I'm advocating for here is that like
0: that should be working already right like you do like someone local you know like they but the NDP doesn't know
1: shit about rural.
0: <laughs> I know, but I feel like we always get back to this place where it's like the NDP is so bad. We have to start a new party to do something. So like we need now a new one to represent urban folks and then we need a new one to represent rural and then... But that might
1: almost be easier. That might almost be easier <laughs> that though.
0: That divide isn't as clear anymore. You know, even though it's geographic, like I'm going to take my writing as an example. York Simcoe, you know, we're probably going to lose it in the reshuffle, but if, you know, I'm a city, I'm a city girl, I'm a transplant from Toronto, but so when I call these little urban centers, to me, it feels silly, but there are somewhat more urban settings within our rural and a farmer's party definitely wouldn't represent in my mind, the, diverse amount of people that live here, especially since a lot of folks are like me and driven from the urban centers from costs and are now living here. So like, how does that divide now look when our agriculture is also structured a lot differently? Like that might be in Colombia. I don't know the situation there, but whenever you have folks that (laughs) own the land and and till the land and work together in cooperatives, they're going to react in a whole different way politically than what we have
1: in a way with a few exceptions like this is this is coming to a much bigger almost philosophical question or ideological question and and it reminds me a little bit of conversations of anarchism in the sense that like well in a way like any centralized system cannot fully represent everyone right even even if you had even if you had 300 and is it 338 how many how many right whatever i'm going to yeah. assume it's 338 it was. even we if you had that. 338 parties perfectly tuned <laughs> like if parliament was made up of like every individual mp standing on their own and there was no party and 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 each mp was as close to possible as representing uh the diverse needs of their riding even then it wouldn't be Fully representative. Even then, it wouldn't represent everything, and no, and that's like kind cabinet, of the, the right
0: cabinet. Essentially, shapes almost everything.
1: No, but even forget about cabinet. Each each individual MP could still not represent the diversity of goals no. and ideas and they don't. of They
0: don't. We elect the wealthy. That's our leadership cult. But even episode. in the
1: ideal, <laughs> e- like even if we had the perfect candidate for each writing that perfectly encapsulated. They think they still wouldn't represent everyone. That's my point.
0: Within it, the system, or just because, as within an individual the system, within the impossible. system. Okay, well, yeah. be,
1: because because anyone like there, there is always a diversity, right? Like, it's, but can it's you never think a someone
0: someone can operate from a standpoint, from a philosophical standpoint, and make themselves accessible and take it in and access their community I, well, and, 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 and be that good representative, even if they're you can not a start- farmer.
1: <laughs> you can start to argue along the lines that like what if each mp had like a a council of other representatives within like what if like you were elected representatives to like Debate things and the MP. Well, you're talking
0: about just like more direct forms of democracy. Yeah. Like that needs to exist.
1: That uh, that is kind of like, and and that is, I mean, the the question is how you would balance that without becoming completely ineffective, Mm -hmm. like still being able to do macro projects without it getting bogged down in the micro.
0: Yes. Because if you talk to like NDP MPs or MPPs right now, they'll tell you they don't actually get a lot of access to that kind of input.
1: No, as it's currently structured, so that's why I say that like our parliamentary system is a larp. It's it's, <laughs> it's costumes. It's pretend. It's not real. Like they they have all of these procedures and they have all of these rules and the speaker and yada yada. But at the end of the day, it's fake. It's pretend. It's make believe. So wouldn't it,
0: wouldn't a coalition be the same though? Like isn't that labor well? UFO it would be divine? kind
1: of appealing to to what it should be, right? Which is a a, a more representative no. democracy. Like, okay, because you're, yeah, you
0: come from that South American perspective of coalition governments, too, which is something that is not normalized here. And so it's, I'm but not, that's my the brain is, is not processing it that way. Like, because like, you try
1: and do two big things, right? Yeah, like, if yeah. you have an NDP party, a liberal party, a conservative party, and these are supposed to represent like three different ideologies, that's still too big. Big of a net. I mean, okay, what argue- about this liberal...
0: Okay, so some folks call for a green NDP merge. Sometimes we hear calls for a liberal NDP merge.
1: I think it's still too few parties.
0: <laughs> I- oh, yeah. Well, then you're I talking think we need like 30 reform.
1: parties. Yeah, I but our we- system
0: doesn't... It- Small parties take... So much resources and years to take a foothold anywhere, right? Like that's where we go back to the needing that huge, big political machinery in order to get well, those electoral wins.
1: They do right now. I mean, it, first of all, it comes back to, as always, proportional representation uh, versus first past the post, and maybe even alternatives to to, to either option, right? Because, like as long as we have the current voting system that we do, that is, in a way, a problem.
0: But that's what Um, your solution is trying to find, not yours. Santiago (laughs) didn't invent this method, but he is arguing for it. So like the UFO labor where they split and ran in different ridings. Is that not a solution to work within these current confines as long as you can get those two groups to work alongside each other effectively? Right, only one is actually declared a winner, and it's a real power struggle then between two competing what Well, that would be my idea is groups. not
1: having a winner. I think having a winner <laughs> is a problem.
0: But now, you're okay, okay, so sometimes we are talking about we're working within the confines of our current system, but also that idealist like system, Our current system
1: does allow a little bit of, like, theoretically. Within our current system, we could have a great deal amount of parties and do coalitions and and, and do things completely radically different. Would with, you without... trust
0: them to look at the coalition that we have right now with Jagmeet and but that's Trudeau? The problem
1: is that it's it's a coalition of two people who are at the end of the day trying to represent every riding in Canada, yeah. which is still a problem in my opinion. Like, they're still it's it's fake. Like, like if 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 they were to be a lot more. Uh, specific, I think it would, it would be a different story.
0: But But I think the specificness is in the political position, you know, not the demographic. It's in the socialist message. It's in the...
1: I'm going to argue something here. Click. Um, Europe has more coalitions as well, right? There's a lot of places in Europe where, you know, you have... Europe has so many minority governments. It's amazing, and there's a lot of situations where you have like socialist and communist parties that have a few seats, not many seats, but a few seats. Are and they, 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 they They, but that Europe is okay. Europe is way more socialist policy, right? Like Europe, like. Oh, I mean, there's so many examples of this, right? Like I could go to Germany and say about like their co-determination laws and their worker laws, you know, like in in Germany, you know, that like uh, an uh, an employer cannot email an employee outside of working hours. It's not allowed. Like, there's stuff like that. And in France, they, 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 they have, like, so many vacations and public holidays and all of these things. Like, there's a bunch of little things all over the place in Europe that are very different. And a, a lot of these were won by the few seats controlled by socialist, communist, anarchist parties that have a few representatives in a minority government and leverage that better than they could leverage it here in Canada. And that is better than where we are it's not perfect but it is better than where we are right now and that would be my ideal
0: i'm not per se opposed to coalitions obviously i'm opposed to any coalition in current form just because (laughs) it would just be neoliberals uniting and uh, socialists would essentially be pushed out of any coalition that would be created here it's not that that i take issue with it's you know if it's a communist party, if it's a socialist party or if it's the anarchist party, that's different. That's that's the message we need to hear. Is I figured like, it out. What is it?
1: <laughs> Sorry. I, OK, here's the problem. Right. We're talking about segregation based on demographics. Right. When the initial. Sin, you could say, is the segregation by geo by geography, right? This idea, I mean, and and this comes back to like what we always talk about in Canada, which is like th- this idea of like electing people based off of like writings alone, right? And and those people don't fully represent everything, which is the problem, right? But like if you completely, and this is why we need to reform it, and like I say, I figured that out, but really I'm just parroting something that is already talked about, which is... Like, but It's okay, okay. you're people allowed say, to
0: figure out things for yourself. Be- that's, that's people say that we need reform
1: process. in terms of like proportional representation, right? Um, but really what we need to do for that to work is have multiple parties representing different things. If you were not voting simply on geographic, right? Like if it wasn't like riding alone, and instead there was a farmers party and the farmers voted for the farmers party and they were allocated an amount of seats based <laughs> off of the percentage no. of their vote then that would be more representative geographically than it actually would be by trying to represent things geographically if that makes sense like
0: that's, to me that's more horrifying i is i it? do i but I, I agree with your premise that having us divided into geographic sections that include quite a lot of people. Like a hundred thousand people is your typical is a Canadian riding, right? And there are demographically speaking many different groups represented needs. But inherent in most of our arguments is that they say for one percent of them are all working class people that should be hearing a working class solidarity message right they should not picture themselves as a, a small niche of the working class and when we think of all these different ways to have people vote it shouldn't it should be a uniting factor as possible coming from the socialist perspective right from a from a logistical perspective i don't know how you do that right like it's almost by necessity that we're divided in the way that we are like may could be like everyone with the last last name letter a vote you know i don't know but it, it, it is ridiculous in in assuming that it's some sort of homogeneous group but so would be saying farmers you know voting for a farmers group Hear me out, and you still have to find out who is representing that farmers' group. What are those values that are being displayed? Because they will be inherently political. So farmers need probably two groups. I came up,
1: I came up with something. I just came up with something. Okay, (laughs) Okay. it's it's it does not I don't know if this exists. Okay, you have two votes, right? The first vote is a party vote, right? So you have a farmers' party, a labor's party, like a capitalist asshole party, a whatever. You know, you have like say 20 parties, okay? And then you, you you vote and you say we kept the 338. So you figure out how many percentage is equal to one seat, right? So you, you, you do that you, and then they get allocated amount of seats. Then you go to a second vote and this vote is within those parties, you vote for candidates. So like if you voted for farmers and farmers got 10 seats, then you vote amongst a pool which 10... Foreign people, you want to be the representatives there, and it's not perfect it because exist. democracy never is, but yeah. like that kind of works better.
0: It, it it does kind of exist, right? You're kind talking of, but about not like a, that, no. But in the idea that you get a broader vote, a party vote, and a more localized vote, um, so you do yeah. still get a local representative, um but also you have a say in the larger so that actually the result is proportional to the popular vote, right? That's the problem with our voting system right now is where you could actually get the majority of votes and not even win um, in the grand scheme of things. But yeah, you're definitely talking about electoral reform here and, and then it's like an issue to revisit for sure. But, you know, I'm curious when we talked to James just to see, like, <laughs> what it was like when those groups then met up in, you know, the Ontario framework and working within the Canadian I system. Think, I think you
1: did advocate for us. <laughs> They
0: do wrong that we can learn from.
1: Yeah. What can <laughs> we learn from them right and wrong? is like uh, what not to do, what to do. I'm that sure is... that's what
0: people get from our, our discussions, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. but like, I mean, the whole point of this, though, like, okay, I'm advocating, I guess, now I've figured it out. I'm advocating for electoral reform, but without electoral reform. Fair vote candidates ecstatic. Like, th- th- what I'm saying is, we have this existing contradiction, right? Yeah. Of our current system being that it is segregationalist based on arbitrary rules of geographic boundaries that are drawn up that are not at all. I mean, it's really a metaphor. And class,
0: like you and mentioned class. it earlier, that like a trans person would not feel welcome in a conservative party.
1: Yeah, so for the most so, part, you know. But like, that's not an that's not uh, something that is baked necessarily into. The electoral system, that's just the consequence of ideological, like the way we have, what we've done with that electoral system. Yeah, I mean, it
0: just refutes the claim that any current Canadian party even assumes they represent everyone. Well, the liberals, actually, the liberals, I think, in the NDP do try to say they represent absolutely everyone. Um, NDP would be like asterisks, not Galen Weston
1: right like but <clears throat> but they would still say small businesses we represent and you know like they they'd still be like on oh, we're like they they they're, they're still it's, friendly to corporations like they're yeah, not
0: I think it's just people participating in greedflation right yeah. that's very specific to our they, our enemies they'll have
1: individuals that they're against but they won't have larger systemic problems necessarily but I guess my point my my point being that like that initial contradiction of the geographic division means that no matter what if absent of electoral reform we're stuck with that right so
0: strategy for sure like even if the NDP were to create a wing you know I'm not advocating for this because that party is toxic and I wouldn't want it to replicate itself in any shape or form but I mean like maybe just as a party you recognize that you can't effectively capture all of those votes with the way that you are with your current brand, yeah. even if that's the problem. So what do you got to so, do to appeal to that, that rural vote
1: So one thing you just said though, like wing, right? Like what if they created a wing, I okay. guess, right? Yeah, but don't, because and, and we don't like them. We know that's bad, right? <laughs> yeah. But like, that's exactly what I'm talking about here is like, they could have internally systems where they represent different people, but they're centralized.
0: Yeah, see, this so it is where you're bringing matter. me along. See, a wing of a party so that there's already structure to work together. Because, you know, power-hungry people, like, I don't know, I'm glad coalitions work in other places, but I have, these people don't even work good together. Like, I, I
1: just... But that's the point, is that let's drop... The pretending, right? Like yeah. a wing would be pretend. It would be saying that we're doing this when we don't really.
0: Okay, I'm not and talking about the wing of the NDP, though. I'm talking about, like, you created a party for the purpose of being able to represent everybody, but not under this single branding and structure. Well, it wouldn't,
1: because it's impossible under capitalism, no. right? Yeah. And, and and beyond capitalism, it's impossible under our current electoral system, our current parliamentary democracy. It is impossible, right? So... so we we advocate for the complete change of those systems but in absence of that. In and I mean, meantime, I guess you, you you could argue that it's it's not even worth talking about in absence of it because like, <laughs> Here what's the point of wasting time there? Burn, burn it, it all down. to the ground.
0: <laughs> and like,
1: yeah, <laughs> like, yes, we
0: got to the same place at the same time. And this is why we work together so wonderfully.
1: <laughs> but, but that's the point is that like, okay, burn it down. Yes. But if we're philosophically for the purpose of the bait, Entertaining for a second the idea of like it functioning in any way before it gets burnt down, which it doesn't. And this won't work because none of it works without complete reform. (laughs) Then the idea of having multiple parties is a bit more honest than trying to like have different wings and have like like it's, it's a bit better. It's shit but it's a little bit better.
0: Okay, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that particular point because I'm still, I'm sold on the more wing, but not of a current existing political system. Because the only way I would be even entering this four-way, even hypothetically, is if there was something other than the NDP to facilitate
1: this. The problem is that we have such weak rules around what is allowed inside of a party, right? Right. Like parties essentially decide their own structure. Their authoritarian parties are so fucking authoritarian, right? Like within a party, everything is allowed. You can veto as many candidates as you want. You can control everything. You don't have to listen to any of your caucuses or this or that. Like all the decisions are so centralized. So, but that's parties, that's the flaw. They're, they're, like I said, they're pretend they're a LARP. I'm going to start calling everything a LARP. I don't know why. But like that is what it is. They're they're, they're pretend. So given that, I don't think like even if we had a new party and we tried to like have it so like, oh, well, we're having different wings and caucuses and yada yada and different sects. Like the party is actually like almost a coalition within a party. Well, the coalition can't exist within a party because the party itself is so authoritarian in structure that somebody will inevitably abuse it. It
0: doesn't happen. To be though i don't think but it, it has will to be it will. canada doesn't mandate that it be
1: but it will don't crush I my guess dreams that's, that's uh don't this no. is the anarchist in me is the lack of faith in in, 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 in if you give them centralized <laughs> I'm power abandoning
0: electoral politics altogether <laughs> and i don't even want to have this conversation
1: then. But, <laughs> but that's but that's the thing sharp is that like the centralized centralized party power will be abused. There'll be somebody. You'll get Alex Terrell in power who will, will say, well, I have to do this because it's the right way. You fools don't know what you're doing. And then, like, well-meaning as it may be, you know, like, it, it will... That, that's what'll happen because the people we are, who... Per-
0: neither of us have any faith in the system at all.
1: Because I, I, I just... I know that people who have authoritarian tendencies pursue power and people who are not authoritarian don't want power. And so the people who will pursue the positions of power within that will inevitably be authoritarian because do you or I want power? Are we saying that we should be leader? No, like I don't want to be leader. No, no. (laughs) But but
0: like that's kind of the point is that like, fuck. Uh, And that's – that's what Who got you really excited it? about UFO, though, right? Like, was the. Yeah,
1: well, that they didn't want to be. That, 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 that,
0: they we win, be but. We, so they won the election, but they didn't. But there was. There was a prime minister. Eventually they did. But the idea that they believed that a leaderless movement was more ideal, right? And then that's a separate discussion altogether. But, like, let's cut it here just for now. Because I, <laughs> I think that was good. I think eventually we came to a place that's not the same place. But in the end. We came to the same conclusion. (laughs) Flames...